The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storyline with Nick Eatman. Good morning. It is time for Cowboys Storyline. I am Nick Eatman, and it's Thursday, November the 9th, and we are ready to go. We got the Cowboys and the Giants coming up on Sunday this week. I know there's been a little bit more focus, I think, on this game than I would imagine. I think uh I think the Cardinals game has something to do with that. I feel like more fans are asking about this game specifically as opposed to looking backwards or looking ahead at other games. Uh, it's just one of those where, you know, I, I just I feel like that that even though the Cowboys won 40 to nothing, 40 to nothing against the Giants the first time around and the Giants haven't seemed to get any better really and the Cowboys are you know they're 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 kind of plugging along here you know they, they've had some some bumps in the road not at home and this game's at home so you would imagine it's going to be worse but I don't know I mean I think it's still going to be one-sided but I I think that, that you know there's we've seen the Cowboys play down to level of competition at times they're gonna have to really play down in this one and I think I think the loss last week against the Eagles and how it happened they'll probably get them focused uh so it should be a lot of fun see what happens Cowboys really need to you know, you can't win. I think they're going to win five in a row, but you can't win five in a row if you don't win one. We we know that. That's simple math. So, uh, you know, to get to six and three, this is this is what they got to do. Uh, 888-855-2297. That is the number to call. Also, you can text 817-290-3298. And in that text line, today on Twitter, I put out yesterday, I, I did the random cowboy of the day. Got some got some great names, and I tried to read as many as I, as I could. Um, the one that I didn't, that I got like two, two different people said this, and it's one, it's probably one of the all time names in Cowboys history is, I mean, does it get better than Kenyon Rambo? I mean, wide receiver Kenyon Rambo. I love it. Um, he, he was, uh, about 2002. I think they got him from the Raiders. Um, kind of some weird stories about him and, uh, from LA and, and some other players on the team from LA. Some of them, I think they had some. Some buddies back there that got into some kind of gang fight, and it kind of carried all the way over to the Cowboys uh, back in the back in the day. They almost had a fight in the locker room. Um, but Kenyon Rambo, one of the one of the coolest dudes, also, and also really, uh, I won't say a really good player. He was decent, you know. Back in two thousand two, they didn't have a lot of really good players, um, but really cool name for sure. But today's topic is not that. Today's topic is this all time all time favorite Cowboy. Who who's your favorite? Who was your guy? Everybody has a guy. I'll give mine later, but everyone has a guy, and it could you could change changes over the years a little bit as as the game as the games go on. But who who was your dude? That's what I'm asking for today. So if you call in, you could mention that. We don't have to go too far on it, but I'd love to hear it from you guys on that. All right, let's start it off. Phone lines, Brian in Kansas City. Brian, you're first. Hey, good morning, Nick. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Well, I'm an old guy, so my the 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 person I watched sitting on the floor in my parents' house was Roger Staubach. Mm-hmm. So I get to be the first caller. I guess I'll set the pace hey, with that. Why not? My all-time cowboy. I love it. I love it. He he should he should get a vote or two. So I, I love that. Roger Staubach. Let's do this. Yeah. I'm telling you, I you know he, I I I'm also a Navy veteran, so a little bit of a soft spot. I. Uh, I was stationed on the USS John F. Kennedy uh, in 2004, 
And I don't know why, because I don't know that that ship has any tie to Roger Stahlbeck other than he went to the Naval Academy and he was a naval officer. Mm -hmm. But I got to hold a football that was autographed by him and was sitting in the uh, commanding officer's cabin. So Did you take it? Did you steal no, it? No, I didn't. I didn't Dang steal it. it. I did get a picture of myself with All it, right. though. <laughs> so, anyway, that's my all-time guy. All right, cool. Hey, for, you know, so for the upcoming week, I, you know, I don't really have any concerns other than like what you said. We've seen, you know, the Cardinals are one in seven. We all damn sure know who the one is. Right. Right. You know, we we've seen this happen, but you know, for the upcoming couple of weeks, you know, we don't have anybody that that scares you. What I, what I'd like your opinion on is so after that, starting in week 13, we got a bunch of teams that are really 13 to 17. Weeks 13 to 17 are all teams that right now have winning records and would be in the playoffs. Nice. And I'm looking at that. So I'll read you the quick, just so everybody can hear it. The order is Seahawks, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions. I I don't know. I... I think if we go three and two, I'd be really pleased with that. But that's kind of my guess is that's a really, that's a murderer's row of good teams in the NFL right now. And I'll hang up and get right. your opinion, man. I uh, appreciate that. I mean, three, three and two in that, and that stretch is probably not going to be good enough, you know, to, to do what you want to do for, for, for this season. You know I mean? Because for me, I, I got them winning five straight. And then that includes two of those, uh, Seattle and, and Philly. Um, and I just stop it there. Cause I mean, it's, that's a good place to stop at five. You know, you got five fingers, just stop. Not saying they can't beat the bills or the dolphins or the lions, but, um, because they can. I mean, and they're probably going to be favored to win. I would say two of those three games. Well, I'm not really sure about those road games, but we'll see. It, it all everything changes. You know, that's why it's tough to do this. It's why most people don't go ahead like that because you never know how things change. You never know. You know, I think here, here we were Thursday before the Cardinals game. And, you know, they thought Trayvon Diggs was going to be, you know, having a Pro Bowl season. And, and then he doesn't play another game. So things change all the time. Uh, that's why it's important to go game by game. But I get it for, for you know, for the sake of the show. Uh, you're right. That's what makes these things so important. That's why it's easy to focus back to these games and go, cool, you got five really tough games in a row. You better win these three right here. Giants, Carolina, Washington on Thanksgiving. Win these three. Get to what would that be eight and three? Get to eight and three as as we always quote Bill Parcells because he had great lines. He was here four seasons, but he he has all these quotes that we still you know talk about today. And, and I remember him saying nothing happens in football before Thanksgiving. You know nothing really. I mean don't don't talk to me about big picture until we get to Thanksgiving. Get to Thanksgiving now it starts getting real. And and I think that's what we got to focus on there. So the Cowboys have a chance to really improve themselves, get their selves, you know, to eight and three. But it's, again, it starts with the Giants, six and three. All right, let's go to Dylan in Northport, Florida. Dylan, what's up, man? Hey, Nick, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Good. I, real quick, before I get going here, uh, <laughs> your response to my call from yesterday. It, it, you mentioned uh, the journey to Disney. It's actually funny. I'm heading there next week at the end oh. of the week, and met- metaphorically, man, I understand your point, but. Uh, 
You know, literally, I'm with you 100% on that one. I got two kids in the back seat, three-hour drive. I wish I could just skip there and go just, meet the princesses, get some churros. Just get there. You know? But, no, it's it's going to be that spot. It's going to be 21 minutes into the drive when you're going to be asked for the second time if we're almost there. And that's when you're like, okay, we're gonna, we got to figure something out. These iPads or phones better be working or something, something here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're going to be charging for the next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure they're plugged in. Go. Uh, all-time favorite Cowboys, uh, Romo and Sean Lee grew up in that era watching them play. I think they were two of the, probably the unluckiest Cowboys maybe to ever play Sean Lee with injuries. You know, Luke Keekley was like the premier linebacker during, during that time. And I think Sean Lee could have been right there with him if he stayed healthy. And then, um, Romo, I mean, I don't know if he's underrated or not, but I think his he could have been a Hall of Famer if he had two or three bounces go his way. And everybody talks about that Creighton thing in 2007. Man, there was a play at the end of that game, the second to last play. He threw Creighton wide open yeah. in the front pocket of the end zone. Creighton stopped, stopped on his route. So. Creighton stopped on his route. That, 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 that's worse to me than the drop. Creighton 100%. stopped on his route. He went. He was a fade to the corner. He turned. He stopped. And the ball was there. Then he kept going, and he just missed it. He keeps running all the way. That's a catch. That, well, I think it's a catch. I mean, Creighton. Creighton's not going to drop to it. Creighton had. That's that's the thing about Creighton had great hands, and that's what sucks about that drop. He he was really really sure handed. Um, it's unfortunate that that play happened, but he's not dropping that one. That one's put right in the in the bread basket for the. That would have been a touchdown, and then they go to the champ, NFC Championship, and you know who knows. But yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how uh, those things can change the, the trajectory yeah. of a whole career and the discussion oh, and all that, you know, everything. Yep, for sure. Um, uh, so, yeah, the, the, I guess just a couple points and I got a question for you. Um, Tyron Smith, don't practice them the rest of the season. <laughs> if he's going to play like he did last week, uh, that was the best game we've seen from him. And God knows how long mm-hmm. I know you mentioned yesterday, the, the um, continuation of the O-line and them practicing and all that is important. But man, if we get that Tyron for the rest of the season, just to <laughs> sit him. Uh, every every week, he's a gamer. Um, he he absolutely yeah. is, man. Yeah. Um, Terrence Steele um, made the investment in that guy, so let's continue to make the investment. In him don't bench him. Um, get him some help if he's struggling. He's coming back from the ACL. You know, if it gets to a point where Dak's uh, health is in question, where he might be getting hurt because he's getting hit, make a determination at that point. But I mean, let's just keep him going. He played well to start the season, kind of on a downhill turn right now. But let's we'll see if he can he can get back to how he started. And then uh question for you, obviously we've got to get the ground game going. And for whatever reason, we love running Pollard up the, the AB gap kind of over and over and over. Um, it's not working. <laughs> obviously, O-line's not great at run blocking right now, but there's also times on the film, too, where the, there is a lane and he's not he's not taking it. He's missing it. So what would you do uh, to get that rolling? Running game going. Thanks for the call, Dylan. Um, yeah. You know the the Terrence. I, I'm not not benching Terrence Steele at all. I mean, like like let's see what happens. You know these next few games. I mean, Eagles have made a lot of you know uh, offensive linemen look like they're having a bad day, or, or you know, and I think that's what happened there. Now, say this about the Giants: that Thibodeau's got eight and a half sacks this year. I mean, he's he's got some sacks. I mean, he he's got more than Micah Parsons. So they they have some players that he you know he's a guy that that was a high draft pick and. He, you know, he seems like he's doing well. So this is going to be a challenge for either Tyron and or Terrence Steele, depending on where they, they line him up. I would imagine, based off of just looking at film from last week, any pass rusher is going to be like, I'll, I'll, I'll go this side. You know, I don't want any part of this Tyron Smith side. Um, but not really sure how the Giants rush their guys and all that. Um, I'm sure Brian Broaddus is going to tell us that today on Cowboys break because I think, I think today is when he breaks down the Giants' defense and, and how they line up and stuff. Um 
But the running game, I mean, I, I I'm not a pro- I don't have a problem with the running the ball in, in the middle. I mean, I know it, it doesn't. I mean, it's not always Dorsett 99 to the house. I mean, it doesn't happen like that, and that's not what you're trying to do. You're just trying to keep things honest, trying to soften them up. Now you do want to have some big hitters every now and again, and I think that that's not a strength for this team um, all the time. But but I, I mean, I I would stick with it. One thing I would do though, I would probably I would probably rotate Dowdle in there a little more. I think less is more for for Pollard, and I think more is more. For uh, Rico Dattle. All right, uh, next caller, William Houchins in Beaver, West Virginia. What's up, man? Nick, how we doing? Good, man? man, my guy. My guy, you're one of the OGs. That's right. Proud of it, too, sir. I uh, <laughs> love the show. Thank uh, you. My favorite all-time cowboy would be a tie between Roger Staubach and Harvey Martin. Okay. And um, I love Harvey, and I hope one day they'll put Jerry will put him in the ring. But um, my question is, and this is a, another classic question, Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see the old bad luck blues brought back. I mean, I like the blues they have now. I hope one day well, they, they, I love those uniforms are sweet. Hold up, hold up, William. First things first. Don't call them that. And when you call them the bad luck blues, I mean, who's going to be like, yeah? Well, that's put one on me. Else, that's what everybody else called them. I never called them that. I thought they were sweet. Yeah, I just thought that's what they. I that was perception. That's I put that on the record. I never called them that. That's what everybody called me. You know, I'm I, I'm big on those. on matching uniforms. You know, I, that's one thing when I always look at when I look at any uniform. I think I, I don't like the three colors from helmet, jersey, pants. I mean, two is fine. One sometimes looks really cool, but three just is there's too much going on. But you look back at some of those the, the, the Cowboys uniform. I mean, they always do that. They always have three three colors, except for when they wear the navies and they have the silver silver. You know, but but back then it was royal blue and then the green pants and the silver i mean it, it didn't match but yet it's it's so you know it's a historic awesome. yeah so yeah i don't know i don't know if they'll ever bring those back but but why not i mean everybody does I mean, if this was the nba that you know that they would have i mean they have more uniforms than anybody so oh exactly maybe and i think and i didn't get a chance yesterday to get through i wanted to give you a, class, a name i don't know if somebody put it in for a name they'll not remember how about carl poe Carl Poe, nice. Carl Poe, number eighty-one. Number eighty-one from right. Alabama State. Was he Alabama State? Pass against the Giants. Yep. In the eighty-five game, eighty-five Giants game, I think he had a big. Yes. That was a that was a great. That game was remembered for me when uh, Jim Jeffcoat uh, caught a tipped ball for a touchdown. But I, I think you're right. Yep. I think Carl Poe did have a couple of plays there in the second half. They were trying to win. The, they won the NFC East that day against the yes, Giants. Sir. So, yes, all right, Carl Poe. Well, no, great. no, that name was not mentioned. So, only you, well, William. Appreciate I know, that. Right. Thank well, great, you. Great, great, great show. And I hope to call back again soon. Keep doing what you're doing. Awesome. Sir. Thank you so much, William Houchins. All right, appreciate Thank that. You. All right, let's go to the text line. Todd from Georgetown, Texas. Being in the building, do you get the vibe that the team is locked in this week? And his guy of all time is Cliff Harris. That's two votes for old. They call him Captain Crash. I think that's right. Forty-three, Cliff Harris. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I, I have a, I haven't really seen the players a lot. Yesterday was kind of a weird day, um, just from from the schedule. It wasn't a normal Wednesday for them, but I, yeah, I think I think so. I, I think that 
there were good vibes coming from the game. I, I don't want to go into, into this moral victory or good loss. I, I don't care about that crap. They lost the game, but but not, but you got to move on, and that that's the point. Can you move on? Can you recover from this? And if you can't recover from a game like that, then you're, you shouldn't be in the NFL. I mean, like I, I think there's some good things to take from this. I, I think that they will. That's that's what has to happen. No one cares about moral victories. If it only is a moral victory if you actually get real victories after that. That's what happens. If you can take this game, win or loss, and make it a, you know, th- go win three or four or five in a row, then, then I think that that's what you can call that. And that's all that we're looking for is that can you take what you did against Philly, turn it into wins these next two, three, four games? And I think that they'll be able to do that. All right. Let's go to for, um, our fourth caller here is Philippe in France. Philippe. Hi, Nick and Cowboyization. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. I'm under the rain, but uh, that's normal weather here. Same. Uh, here's my question. Uh, I took a look at every, at almost every third and fourth down uh, situations played uh, by Philly. On numerous uh, ground-level shots, you can see offensive linemen diving to make a roll block or a cut block. Uh, I thought uh, this kind of locks on the scrimmage line were banned a few years ago by uh, the NFL to avoid injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I am I missing something there? Who who was doing, were the Eagles doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see it on, on a lot of shots on the fourth and uh, third and third and short and uh, fourth and short. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, w- I was just wondering uh, uh, if these kind of plays are really banned, okay, or not. All right, that's good. Good question, Philippe. Who's your favorite cowboy of all time? Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Okay, take care. Be safe. Who's your favorite cowboy, Philip? Who's your favorite cowboy of all time? My, my favorite cowboys of all time, Sean Lee. All right, awesome, Sean Lee. That's yeah. two votes for him. Okay, thank you, Philippe. Appreciate that. Um, my understanding about the blocked are, and, and and they change the rules all the time. I I don't think you could block someone that that's engaged with with another uh, player. And so if it's if you're blocked, you can, another guy can't come in. It can't be a two on one cut block. But I think you can block low. Um, but I, I I just don't think it could be a double team where where one guy is you're blocking someone else and another guy. That's my understanding of the rule. Um, maybe that that has changed. They're always trying to be safe uh, for for safety there. Um, and Chris, my producer, he might know he might know that rule more better than me. But I don't uh, I don't think that's a rule that you can't block low. I just don't think you can have two guys blocking low uh, while while you guys up engaged with, with another player. All right, um, let's go to the caller, Frank and Irving. What's up, man? Frank. Good morning, Nick. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, my favorite uh, Dallas Cowboy is primetime. All right. Deion Sanders. Okay. Why? Why'd you love Dion? Other than just, other than he was a badass. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like he, yeah. he was awesome. Other than he was <laughs> the greatest quarter in yeah. history. Yeah. Um, Fair. That that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. What do you got? What do you, you got? Any question about this team? What's on your mind? 
no, I just wanted to call in and give him my favorite player. All right, sounds great. All right, Frank, appreciate that. Deion Sanders is the, is his favorite. Um, I tell you what, I mean, there was a time when I was in college and and I and, and Dion just signed in uh, '95, and I mean, he was by far my favorite player as well. I was so excited because you know just watching him. And, and just you know, enamored by him as his ability playing baseball, playing for the Falcons and the 49ers, what he did, and basically, you know, helped them get over the top and beat the Cowboys, uh, past interference, but whatever. Um, but but then when he, when he joined the Cowboys, it was just so awesome. I'll never forget him getting that interception against the Raiders. I think that was his second game, third game. Gets a pick, holds the ball in the air. I mean, it was. It was awesome. It was just like it was on Rocket Ismail. Actually, he when Rocket was running, he, he jumps over Rocket, gets the interception, holds the ball in the air, and says, "Yeah, I'm just I'm just better than you." Um, that was pretty awesome. All right, let's keep the keep the things rolling here. Let's go to Ronnie in New Jersey. Ronnie's next. Did I did I miss up? The word Ronnie, you there? Yeah, we're good. Hey, hey, Nick. Hey, man, how are you doing? Not too bad. Yourself? I'm great. What you got for us? So uh, I was thinking um, I got so many. Uh, if I would start to start naming our players, uh, there will be a list. No, Most listen, listen. I'm going to treat you like your your parents did when you went to the the toy aisle. All right, <laughs> you get one. Okay, one. Who is it? Who is your favorite? Um, though? You just get one. Maybe two. Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman. All right, I mean that that that's fair. That's fair. You know that they they're always connected there. I, I get that. Cool. Aikman, Irvin. Irvin more because of the passion. Irvin, Irvin won. Not only played with, but he's still passionate about the team. <laughs> I love Irvin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the callers actually took my uh, uh, my observation. I was talking, I was going to mention, because uh, I called you a few weeks ago, and I was like, listen, Tyron Smith wakes up with a freaking injury. So <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we like uh, uh, see what's going to happen there. But uh uh, he suggested the same thing I was going to mention to you. I'm like, can we, like, seeing how he played in this game, can we, like, just give him the walkthroughs just like they did last week and let the backups practice and, and yeah, don't, 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 don't practice him. I don't <laughs> want him to get hurt during practice. It yeah. seems like all these these guys are getting hurt during practice. I don't know what McCarthy is doing, but, yeah, uh, yeah let's keep Tyron Smith uh, the I'm same with you. way. Now, the same schedule uh, they kept last week. Okay, now on the on the injury report, he's actually listed with an illness. So he said he's sick the, uh, this week, so he's probably not That's practicing. Fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's great. You keep him sick during the week. Every Damn, week. Ronnie. I mean, the guy's sick. You know, I mean, you don't know what he's got. He's no. I, I think I don't know what he. It's, I'm sure it's just, it's a cold. I don't know. Weather's changing around here. Um, not that we're talking weather, but you know it does affect uh, you know sinuses, colds, all that. I think he'll be fine. You know, just Z pack him up and he'll be ready. To I go. think he'll be great. I okay. think he'll be great during the game. He's great. I mean, he was knocking guys down. He was. He was pretty that, awesome. That defensive line. He was. He yeah. was pancaking guys. He had them on the ground almost all game long. I was like, wow. I saw a highlight package on on Twitter X, Twitter X, whatever. I saw it, and it was about a seven or eight play highlight reel on him against the Eagles, and I was like, he just kept on knocking them. I was like, what year is this? Seriously, I was like, what year is this? I mean, who who's on the other side here? Is this Connor Barwin or something for the Eagle? Like, who are we blocking here? No, this was this game. Uh, He was turning back the clock, and that to be fair, Tyron, that's how he plays. I mean. 
Yes, he gets injured and he misses some games and all that, but when he's out there playing, he is playing well. He plays at a high level. Okay, he's going to, I mean, just line him up for the gold jacket. I don't know what his size will be, but line him up. He, he, he needs one. All right, Ronnie. Yeah. Anything else? You Nick, uh, 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 yeah, no, I just wanted to say, uh, but now I do disagree with, with what you and a couple of callers did say about uh, uh, Steele. I mean, I get it. He has to play through some injuries, but if he's not getting the help and if he's playing that way, and last week wasn't the only week where he had like a bad game. He's had a few bad games. It could be a liability where right now Prescott is on fire. Do you really want? We don't want Prescott getting hit over and over. If he keeps on getting hit over and over from the right sure. side, we gotta we gotta find something out. We gotta find a solution. Well, I agree, and I do uh, think. That's all. Okay, I agree. I mean, I think I, I uh, what I said was is he does he can't be a liability. I mean, no offensive lineman can be a liability. So if it continues to happen, um, I, I don't think he's had a lot of bad games. I think he's had some bad plays, and I think that when you give a guy a contract like that, now you start to look at the negative plays a little bit more. It's happened over and over and over. It always happens. Okay, guys get evaluated a little different now, and and rightfully so. So I think we're looking at that a little bit more, expecting greatness all the time. Doesn't always happen, and this isn't the year to have consistent greatness out of him. But they know what they what they like out of Terrence Deal. He's got the right mindset. He's going to be fine. I I firmly believe that. So I wouldn't worry about that. Let's get to some text message questions before we go to break. Uh, Jamie uh, Marino in Pflugerville, Texas. He says if or they say if Bell is banged up, who moves in at linebacker? His favorite player is Bill Bates. Um. Well, the thing about that, I mean, if if he moves in there, I, I think they would probably just play a different type of style. You might see, you might see like Mokwamu do some things like that. Wanye Thomas, maybe not to the same level that Bell's done it, but there's different ways you can play these safeties in there. J. Ron Curse and all that, and 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 maybe Curse slides down a little bit and do some things. Um, not to the same level as Bell, who's who's been really good there, but they got a lot of guys they can throw into to that mix. Bill Bates. Yeah, he was he was pretty awesome uh, as well. Uh, another text question: uh, Richard in Ohio says, "I think Cooks goes off this week. That'd be nice. Be great to to have that happen." His favorite player of all time, Danny White. Love it. And then uh, Doug in Florida, his favorite player, Daryl Moose Johnston. Love the show. Appreciate that, Doug. All right, let's go to break real quick. Um, actually, stop, stop, Chris. Hold on. Ali in Florida. Let's go to Ali in Florida. Let's clear the phone lines before we go to break. So, Ali in Florida, what's up? Good morning, Mr. Eatman. Good morning. How are you doing? Oh, you got trivia for me today? Yes, absolutely. Oh, man. Uh-oh. I have a better one. Okay. I, I, uh, I'm a travel photographer. I photograph all over the world. Okay. Uh, recently, I was in Japan. Okay. And one thing that pisses me off <laughs> is losing to Eagle or 49ers. Okay. So... I said to myself, they're getting so arrogant. They got two inches. They do that push push yard. Not recently, as far as like a, almost two yards. Then so I thought it's so arrogant. So I was in this event. It's a guy named Yama Moto Yama. He's five hundred eighty-four pounds. And then another guy is Kuni uh, Shiki. That is six hundred thirty-three pounds. They call him a dump truck. I thought for December 10th, maybe you can talk to Jones family. They bring him in for a, a scouting 
and just sign them up for that weekend and yeah. give them 50 Philly cheesesteak. And when their ego come up, push, push, and put them right there with Mazzy and Hanky and knock them out of the butt. Okay. So you, a sumo wrestler? Is that is that what is that yeah, what I heard you saying? Yeah. Okay. So we're bringing the sumo wrestler in to stop the tush push. Okay. Perfect. Everybody, hey, I say it all the time. If you can't stop something, at least when you call in, don't complain. Give me a solution. Your solution is sign a sumo wrestler and play him at defensive tackle. What, exactly. Can he wear a jersey? I mean, are we putting him in the uniform, please? I mean, can he? I mean, he actually could be in the uniform, right? Yeah, Nick. I mean, both of them. They can cover up the whole. Defense. What would what would his number be? Like one hundred and sixty-six. I mean, like what what would the number be on that? I would put zero zero zero. You know. Yeah. Just, you know, but I think because they always they stand like a forty-five degree, and I'm telling you, I would advertise to Jason Kelsey. He says, look. Together to have one thousand two hundred pounds. Go ahead and get underneath these boys. Okay. You know. All right. So my favorite player, yes, is Larry Allen. Could Larry Allen block this guy? No. Oh no. I mean, these guys. You know what? Then uh, I wasn't with you before. Now I am. Yeah. Get him yeah. on the phone. Let's go. Bring bring him so, in. My uh, my trivia, as I'm highest respect for you, I know you know everything. Uh, you... We'll see. All right, what do you got? Uh, who is the which NFL team never traded with Cowboys, and they hate to trade with Cowboys? See, Ever. see, I I was I've been working on something here for the off season on all time trades with every team, and I'm. Pretty sure the Cowboys have made a trade with every team. I don't. I double check it. I respect your opinion, but I think it's the Bengals. Okay. Bengals. Double check. I could be wrong. All right. So is the bad blood there? Uh, is there? I mean, I, I. That's what I was told. Okay. I don't know. I feel like they've made a trade with every team. We'll figure that out. Someone always steals the media guide in here when I'm looking for it. Cool. All right. Thanks for the call, Ali. Good stuff. Good Thank st- you very much. All right. Bye. Sign a sumo wrestler to stop the tush push. Think about that. We're going to go to break here on Cowboys Storyline. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. 
Nothing says, thanks girl, better than a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back, back to Cowboys Storyline. All right, welcome back to Cowboys Storyline. Got about 20 more minutes to go, maybe 18. Uh, we got Cowboys break coming up here at 11. But got some interesting calls so far. And uh, it's funny, the last caller with a trivia question, which team did the Cowboys never traded, made a trade with? I really thought they had made a trade with every team. And... I go to the media guide here. I didn't even turn the page. I mean, it's just sitting right here. I never, I've never turned anything. The first thing I see was 2019. The Cowboys made a trade in the fourth round with Cincinnati for a fifth and a sixth. So they got out of the fourth, and they picked up a fifth and a sixth, and they ended up getting um, they got Donovan Wilson, and then they made another trade as well. So and they ended up getting Mike Jackson. Michael Jackson, I think, is what they were calling. And I think he's still in the league, actually. He's playing for somebody. Still in the league. But they also picked up Donovan Wilson in a trade that they made with the Bengals. Don't know if there's been others. Probably not a lot. I don't know any bad blood between the front office of the Cowboys and the Bengals. But they did get Donovan Wilson because of a trade with Cincinnati. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Alan in Clearwater, Florida. Alan, what's up? Hey, good morning, Nick. Good morning. Favorite Cowboy all time? Emmett Smith. Okay. And I think I know yours is Tony Dorsett, correct? Correct. And you know, did you know that I was going to come back from break and say it, but I actually forgot to say it, and then you said it. So the, the, there you go. I'll, well, listen, I told you once before when I called in with Walt Garrison, I said my favorite position in football is the running back, and Dorsett was was magic. But yeah. but Emmett, everything about the complete package, we all know. So he's he's my favorite of all time. Okay. Um, Listen, did you – now, I wrote in a text to Talking Cowboys this morning, and I mentioned Thibodeau Trading. on steel is the problem. Eight and a half sacks, seven and a half sacks. Did you get my line when you said that a few minutes no, ago? No, I didn't. Oh, that's I, funny. I didn't. No, I, did. I don't see the text lines, but I but I knew that I was – I did a story. I, I mean, I wrote, like, the big picture story or whatever, and I searched, and I found the Thibodeau. I was looking for players. I'm like, yeah, Thibodeau's got eight and a half sacks. I mean, you know, yeah, no, he's, he's doing well. And I want to follow up on one of the other callers about that. Okay. If steel, this is my one of my concerns about the Cowboys is the adjustments in the game, and what somebody said yesterday on your show that too often we still have we have this Jason Garrett mentality. We're going to do what we're going to do, and we're right. going to win that way, or we're going to lose. And if Steele struggles with Thibodeau, I hope that they give him some help and they don't allow him to, to you know hit Dak 
10 times. So, right. I mean, he, but that, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go but, ahead. Okay, so that brings me to my major point after the Eagles game. I was trying to get on all week. Boy, your show is so popular. It's awesome. But here's Thank my you. point, or here's my concern. The Cowboys, we can talk all what happened about the Eagles game and the defense and this player and that player. Bottom line, whether we ran the ball, we didn't run the ball, the defense gave up those two long drives. We were in a position to win the game on three different occasions, and we didn't come through in those, in those important moments. Bottom line, we were good enough, and we didn't win it. Now, I'm thinking this is a familiar story to all of us, and we can go back since the Tony Romo era. We, go back, we can go back 30 years. The Cowboys have had talented rosters, we would all agree. They've been in games before that Tony Romo, the, the giant playoff game, when the mm. Cowboys were the number one seed, and that right. one pass, and okay. There's something, I begin to look like, what accounts for this, right? There's something systemic in this organization. We, we've become one of those teams that we used to be the team that you could always count on, those winning organizations. Every sport has them. You know whatever's going to happen. They're going to find a way at the end and to win. And then there are those organizations that are going to find a way, different ways. They're going to lose it in the big spots, in the big moments. And this organization, unfortunately, that's what has become of them. So what explains it? The only thing I can think of is the only consistent thing throughout the organization is the – is Well, it's the Jones family – It's like, well, you know what? I think I would love to be a player to play for the Cowboys because he is so loyal. He treats his players so well, but there's something lacking in the discipline so that in big moments, Jimmy Johnson said it best, right? The great players in, in these big moments, they make great plays. We have had great players in the big moments. It's always somebody doing something. And you combine that with the penalties, and the lack of discipline there, the only thing I can think of is there's some kind of sentiment in this organization that maybe we don't, we wear the Cowboys, we wear this. I don't know what it is exactly, but it does, there's something bigger than just any particular game. And, and back to your point yesterday when, uh, when Dylan had called in, I, I loved what you said to Dylan when he said, you know, I have reason to be optimistic. And you said, well, does that make you any more confident about playing the 49ers again or playing them again? And I agreed with you. It really does not, for me, anyway. Until yeah. something changes, I still expect that in these biggest moments, something's going to go wrong. All right. Well, I mean, yeah. all right, thanks for the call. I mean, that's it's one of those things where, you know, you're throwing, it's got to be something, right? I mean, and you were right about that. It's got to be something. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. You didn't know. I don't know. It, you know, I mean, you just said this team has a lot of talent, so you're not going to be blaming in Jerry and Steven too much because they are the ones bringing in the talent. So it's not just about talent. Is it the coaches? They've had several coaches. They've had Hall of Fame coaches in, in this run here. So it's it's there's a lot of things. I mean, you've you've got you've got to be good enough. Like you said, you got to be disciplined. You got to be healthy. You got to be lucky. You got to do all of these things to to win. And um, it hasn't happened. It happened a lot for this organization. It hasn't happened recently, but we're gonna keep trying, and that's what and that's and you're gonna keep watching. I mean, that that's what we do. All right. Thanks for bringing that up about Tony Dorsett. He is my favorite Cowboy pl- player. I, I'll get two. I think I'm. I think I can can get two. Uh, one as a as a fan growing up as a little kid. It was Tony Dorsett. Never forget Tampa Bay 1982 game. I got to go down. I was six years old. Got to go down. 
close to the, my seats weren't down there, but we got to go down there right by the tunnel. And I said, I yelled at Tony Dorsett over and over. And he just gave me this okay, like, thought that was the coolest thing. What's up? Um, but my favorite player to cover since I've been working for the Cowboys, of course, everyone knows Darren Woodson. I think he's the best. And speaking of, we got to get Woody back over here. It's been a while. We need to get Woody. I'm going to call him, see if he'll come join us and chat a little football uh, before it gets too crazy. All right, we've got um, Eric in North Carolina. Eric, you're up. What's up, Mickey? How's it going, my man? Good, man. How are you? Good, good, man. I had to answer this question today, man. Emmitt Smith, without a doubt, is definitely my favorite player with Darren Woodson right there. But Emmitt Smith, without a question, is my favorite Dallas Cowboy of all time. Growing up watching him, a young boy, watching his resilience, watching his ability to just keep fighting. That playoff, that basically wasn't that, that, that NFC East Championship game, that's what you can call it, against the Giants, where he messed up his shoulder and put the right. team on the head of the shoulder and ran us home to a victory. That really, that really showed you what he was about. It taught me as a young kid to never give up, to never make excuses for anything you've got going on, but to just keep fighting and good things are always happen for you. And he's just been a model cowboy, you know, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm a, you know, he's really one of my top three athletes of all time. Yeah. Up there with Kobe and, and other names like Derek Jeter in my eyes, just because of what he represented for, you know, and, for, the, for the organization. And, and I'll say this about Emmett. And I'm sure you have another point, but I'll say this. There's always that Emmett Barry Sanders debate and, you know, who was better, Walter Payton, all that. But I'll say this, and everyone always says, well, look at the line that Emmett had. Great. And one of them is a a colleague here, Nate Newton, and they were outstanding. But I'll say this. They didn't win without Emmett. Go look at the records. When they had Emmett got hurt, they didn't win games. They couldn't win. They so, could not win. So whoever it was, that line was great. But Derek Lassick wasn't throwing and, and 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 they didn't have, you know, straight, you know, these great backups and all that. But all, all I know is this they could win without Aikman. There was times they had to win without Aikman. Burline, yes, all that. But they didn't win without Thank Aikman. You, so yep. Emmett, yeah, I agree with you. And I just want to say this before I hang up. Yeah, you can have the accolades, you can have the the, the physical abilities and talents. But they don't always have their heart in their chest like guys like him, Kobe, Derek Jeter, that, and, and Tiger Woods. That's what sets apart athletes like them from other guys. It's the heart. It's the heart. He wasn't the fastest. He wasn't the most quickest and agile. But he had a heart in his chest that was like a lion or a bear. And if you didn't have that, you couldn't, you couldn't match any Smith, in my opinion. No. I don't care what you did on the field with the stats. And I'm going to leave it at that. Cowboys for life. Dallas Cowboys 37 to 7 this weekend, all right? All right, all right. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Thirty-seven to seven prediction. I wish you would have said that like thirty seconds ago when this tour was coming by. I got some Steeler fan and a Giants guy. Guy had a Giants shirt on, like under his coat. He was kind of like like the Giants, you know. So I was like, cool. They they have a fan, but uh, most of them were Cowboy fans. Uh, I agree with you one hundred percent on Emmett though. Emmett was was the man. You know, I got a lot of. I threw it out on on Twitter and I got a ton here. I also have some some uh, questions here on the text line. Um, here's one coming in. That's way too long. I'm not reading that one. Run out of t- time. Um, Josh Rodriguez, who's been on, who will be on uh, the show on Friday on Talking Cowboys. His favorite player is Antonio. Antonio Ramiro Romo. So, Tony, Tony Romo. That's his favorite. Cool. Um, uh, he can talk about that on Talking Cowboys tomorrow. Uh, we'll see. Brian in Salt Lake. Yeah. He said, we hate losing to the Eagles. Honestly, I left the game feeling like the wheels are finally turning in the right direction since the bye. 
Hmm, interesting. Not worried about all the steel stuff. He's a better run blocker than pass. Who do you think um, needs to be the second half uh, MVP to roll into the playoffs and possibly make a run? His choices are Tyron Smith and Brandon Cooks. Uh, I think they would be great. I don't know about the most valuable. Um, I, you know, I think. I mean, I, let's just don't let's don't don't sugarcoat it here. I mean, it needs to be Dak. If Dak is the MVP of this team on defense on offense, sorry, if Dak's the MVP, then all these other things will fall into play. Dak needs to be the MVP. He's the quarterback. He needs to be playing like an MVP type guy. If he is doing that, this team will be in great shape heading into the playoffs. All right. And that question, yeah, that was from Bryson in Salt Lake. All right. Next caller. Al in Merkel, Texas. Hey, Nick, how's it going? Good. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. It's raining out here in West Texas, so every time it rains, I'm in a good mood. Okay. You got grass? All right. Trying I, to grow? I got three. <laughs> no, just uh, we needed to drink. All right. If our lakes run dry. All right. Hey, I got three things real quick. All right. and, uh, first one is when are we going to play golf together? All right. Well. Whenever you got eight hours to kill, because I'm I haven't played in like two years, so the ball's gonna go all over the place. Someone's backyard, hey. yeah, yeah. And you know what the what what the best place to play, of course, is Cowboys Golf Course, right? It's not bad. The problem about the Cowboys, very few problems. It's an absolute beautiful golf course. Number four hole is the, my favorite hole of all time. It's unbelievable, but it is beautiful. It's narrow. It's 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 there. It, it doesn't. It's not very forgiving for someone that's you know. I mean, I'll hit it in the fairway, but it, I mean, it, it won't be the right one. It'll be you know, as, <laughs> as my man Chris says, yeah. it's wrong driveway. So, <laughs> hey, right, go ahead. Short grass, short grass. Okay. Yeah. The second, it's a little bit of trivia. You'll probably nail this out of the park. But okay, remember the Cowboys uh, drafted in the Olympian bullet Bob Hayes, right? Everybody knows that, right? Did, uh, the Cowboys drafted another Olympian. He never played for the Cowboys, but they drafted another Olympian. Do you, do you know who that is? Mary Lou Retton. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, Carl Lewis, 1984. Very good, Carl very good, very good. Lewis, yes, and he very was good. He, he was mentioned by somebody uh, just the other day as all time Cowboy. You're right, he never played, but that was that that was that whole thing. Like, why not? Let's just throw stuff out there. I mean, let's exactly, exactly. See what sticks. Okay, and then the last one. I, I'm not sure. I, I kind of read you as this. Are you a conspiracy theorist? Mm, you can, you can, yeah, you can twist my arm on some things. Why? What do you got? Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it real fast because I don't want to take time from serious callers. But uh, my my conspiracy theory, and I've had it for a while, is that uh, the league has it in for the Cowboys because if the Cowboys win one or two more Super Bowls, Jerry Jones is gonna be the most the most powerful man in the NFL, and him and the commissioner have had their little run-ins. And I don't think the commissioner wants Jerry to have too much more power. Like I said, that's just a little conspiracy theory I have, and uh, I'll let you uh, expound on it if you agree. And if not, well, then, you know, no harm done. But anyway, enjoy the show. Thank you so much All for right. taking my call, and I'll, I'll uh, wait right. and hear what you have to say. <laughs> okay. So the conspiracy theory is that the NFL doesn't want the Cowboys to win because Jerry would be more powerful than the commissioner. Hmm. My thought on that is, Beam, you got another caller? <laughs> like, we got any more calls here? Guess not. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. Uh, but like I've always said, no opinion is wrong. And if that's your opinion, that's fine. I don't know if that's my opinion or not. And if it was, uh, we're going to move on to I the text, text message up there. For here we you. go. See got Josh from Chicago. Text Josh from uh, Chicago on the text message. All right. Emmett's the best player on the Cowboys and my all-time favorite. 
Question for you. Who is your favorite wrestler, and were you able to make it to the Von Erich premiere in Dallas yesterday? What? 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 There's a Von Erich premiere in Dallas? What, what was this? What? What's going on? I don't know. So I that perked your interest on this Yeah, one. yeah. Favorite wrestler of all time? Oh, man. How much time we have? I, I don't know. Um, well, you know. I was in, I was in the eighties, okay. So I love the Von Erics until they all died, but I, except for Kevin. But I I, I love the Von Erics. They were awesome. Um, had their posters. Had like these posters from a pizza establishment that isn't Papa John's. But I had a poster all the time. Um, and then, but I loved like, you know, I love the Macho Man. I mean, Randy Macho Man Savage. Like he was pretty awesome. So I loved Randy Macho Man Savage. And, you know, but I like, like, the Rock and Roll Express. I mean, I was, like, 80s, like, Mid-South wrestling. So, Rock and Roll Express, the Fantastics, you know, Coco Beware. They wasn't in that group, but I like Coco Beware. Uh, Sting. I mean, my favorite thing of all time was when Sting showed up here. I was, I was, I had a, uh, sh- shared an office with Shannon Gross. And he gets, a, he goes, listen to this voicemail. And he's like, hey, Shannon, it's Steve Borden. Sting. Uh, I'll be there on Wednesday, whatever. And I mean, it was like the coolest thing. Sting was there with his, his whole get up, had the uh, makeup on with the, with the bat, watching film right over Brian Broadish's shoulder. Brian sitting there, feet up, watching, like, look at this, linebacker's going to cut in here. And Sting sitting there with the bat, just looking at him, full makeup, everything. It was like, why didn't I get a video of that? I, I, I'll never know, but that was pretty cool. Those are some of my favorites. I mean, I, we don't, maybe that could be tomorrow's theme, favorite wrestler of all time, but, uh, We'll work on something like that. Good good stuff, though. I do want to read some of these, though, if I have a couple more minutes. So I put this out on Twitter. Favorite play, favorite all-time player. And the callers, you know, got some good ones here on the calls. Got, got the ones you would expect. Let me read some of these others, though. Darren Woodson, Roy Williams, the safety before Kelly, Destiny's Child, broke his heart. Okay, cool. Uh, Roger Strawback, Troy Aikman, uh, Tony Romo, Tony Tolbert. Nice. Just Nate Newton sitting in that. That's awesome. Tony Tober, Tony Romo, Roy Williams, Chuck Halley, um, Drew Pearson, Dat Wynn, um, definitely Michael Irvin, Daryl Johnston, Emmett Smith, Jason Witten, Preston Pearson. Okay, that's a good one there. Tony Dorsett, Roger Straubach, Robert Newhouse, Bill Bates, Darren Woodson, Emmett Smith, Emmett Smith, Larry Allen, Tony Dorsett, Tony Romo, the playmaker, Michael Irvin. Daryl Johnston, thank you for the also showing a moose. Uh, not just saying 48, but showing a moose. And then uh, more talk about the Von Erics. Man, I got to check this out. Uh, yeah, love love the Von Erics. But, um, yeah, that, that'll be a question for another day. Maybe so what, what wrestler, your favorite wrestler and tied into a Cowboy player or, or what? We'll do something like that and figure it out. But, uh, yeah, you could tell how old I am. I mean – the, the the newer guys, yeah. I mean, The Rock. All that. I mean, he's 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 awesome. Um, I don't even know some of the other guys. I did go to WrestleMania, but I don't know some of the other ones. But yeah, my 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 wheelhouse of wrestling was like in the '80s. You know, guys like that. So, Kerry Von Erich, Kevin, uh, Junkyard Dog. You know, Kabuki. I don't know if anybody knows Kabuki, but um, Iron Sheik. Yeah, Iron Sheik. No, not the Iron Sheik. I like Hulk Hogan. But uh, we used to have a guy that worked here who was a webmaster, Alan Larkin. I used to think he was the great Kabuki, actually. But uh, anyways, all right, good stuff. Great, great show. Appreciate that. A lot of fun. I hear the phones ringing in the back, but we got to go because Cowboys break is coming up soon. So for Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We'll see you tomorrow. Cowboys Storyline. 
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!